Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey guys, welcome into the Starcastic Remarks studios. My name is Ryan, I'm the host of Starcastic Remarks, and along with Chris, we are the official Dallas Stars podcast of the Hockey Podcast Network. We are brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use that promo code THP, and the next time you go and use the DraftKings app. In tonight's game, the Stars lose by a final score of 4-1, to one, although it wasn't as bad as it sounds by that final score throughout the game. But uh, Chris, uh, give me your original thoughts from this game because i feel like there's some pretty obvious ones for tonight's game well my first thought is that we gave away the two points that we stole the other night because <laughs> we really should have won this game hands down the amount of outstanding chances we had that didn't go in the net was staggering i agree and i think that's the difference in today's game and specifically Lendell. I get the first one. Gosh. The first one was an amazing save. That was just Dimco being Dimco. That second one has to go in. That second one absolutely 100% has to go in. And that's the difference in tonight's game. There really is. You you make that you make that shot. I mean, he he didn't he didn't even have to elevate it to be honest with you. He could have just I mean, it would have been fine, but just because he didn't make that uh shot, the this game goes in favor of the Vancouver Canucks. Um, uh, before we get into uh, tonight's game, though, Chris, uh, Chris, you have some pretty exciting news, just personal news for yourself, right? Oh, yeah, the, uh, the disc golf thing, yeah. Uh, yeah. The Aggie team is going to uh, disc golf nationals in North Carolina. So I'll be there for the first week of April. So don't know about... If I'll be able to do podcasts from there, we'll see when I get there, but pretty cool. So it, who knew out of our family, I would be the D1 college athlete. <laughs> Not me. I, I wouldn't guess that, but here we are. Didn't Zach do something for UNT as well for disc golf? I can't remember. I, 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 I swear remember. he did something like did. that, but, but Anyways, that's that's a cool thing, Chris. We, we, I just wanted to make sure that we mentioned that because, you know, I didn't have any any super cool things like that when I was in college. So yeah, I'm so I'm so unique, so unique. <laughs> so, uh, you just want to get straight into the game summary tonight? I guess, man. Yeah, it, it's. I, just thinking about this game, I, I closed it out after after watching it on ESPN Plus. And I was just like, how do I really feel about this game? Because the Stars literally did everything they could. I, I thought there were some things they could have done better. They just didn't bury their chances. And yep. you're you're exactly right about this. Felt like we should have had these two points tonight. And we gave back those two points that we stole from Carolina. And the I'm just going to go ahead and get into this. Is the probably the worst part of all of this is that Vancouver is one of the teams that is trying to 
to catch us for that final wild card spot. I, I still believe it's our spot, even though we're not currently in that spot because Vegas, we have five, uh, four or five games in hand on Vegas and they only have one point uh, above us right now. So you would think that we would be able to win one out of four games, but that's just my, my opinion. I, I think it's still our spot, but this is a team that we need to beat. We can't give them two points at this point in the season and now they're only two points behind us. Yes, we have two games in hand on them, but we we could have like very easily controlled the situation of the playoff standings tonight, and we didn't. Yeah, a win here like almost puts them out of it, really, when you look at the points and our games played. But I mean, this gives them life. Like they're still in it now, which is insane from the beginning of the season. But it was an important game, and just a really like the whole game, a squandered opportunity. <laughs> which right. I'm sure we'll talk about plenty of those throughout the game. And speaking of the standings, uh, I was watching the Vegas and Chicago game earlier, and that was insane. That third period was a lot of fun to watch. But going into the second remission, Chicago was up three to nothing, and then they lost in overtime five to four. And that worries me a lot because this can be a turning point in Vegas's season. And yes, I know we still have four games in hand on them, but if they get any kind of momentum out of that game, we're in a lot of trouble because that's the last thing that we need is competition for uh, the last wild card spot. And right now, it I mean, Vancouver is looking better. Uh, Winnipeg is playing really well as well. You know, Vegas is yeah. still there. They had a really good game today where they came back in a game they should have won. And I'm just worried that this game for Vegas is going to be a turning point for them, you know, starting to get over this really bad streak that they've been on. And I mean, it's been really bad for yeah. Vegas. It's hard for me to believe that Vegas is going to miss the playoffs for the first time. Cause like their team, like roster wise is so good. And I mean, everybody's hurt. Everybody's hurt. Everybody's hurt. But people are coming back too. You gotta remember. So mm-hmm. I, I think Vegas is going to make the playoffs they might jump Edmonton for that spot, and then maybe we have to beat Edmonton. But I, I, I don't believe that Vegas will miss. I do, personally, just because they've had too many injuries, and I don't think it's one hundred percent their fault. They're relying on Logan Thompson, who's was an ECHL goalie, you know, a year and a half ago, and now he's the starter in the NHL for the Vegas Golden Knights. And as as much as I hated Chicago squandering that lead and losing the game in overtime like they did. I mean, it couldn't have been any worse because Vegas gets two points and Chicago gets a point as well. Not like Chicago's close, yeah. but still. <laughs> but good for Evgeny Dodonov, by the way. We haven't really talked yeah. about that situation. So those of you that don't know the situation with Evgeny Dodonov, he was originally traded at the trade deadline to Anaheim along with some other players and some other conditions and stuff like that. That part doesn't matter as much. The fact is, he had a no-trade clause that Ottawa did not let Vegas know about, and Anaheim was one of those teams on that no-trade clause. So eventually, they would have a big old, you know, stank about it, an investigation, and that trade was nullified. So Dodonov, he was, it was mostly a cap move by Vegas to, to get rid of some cap relief and have some more cap relief to get more players back in. But uh, Dodonov scored the overtime goal for Vegas today. And uh, again, as much as I said that I hate that Vegas squandered or that Chicago squandered the lead, that's like a big up yours by (laughs) Dodonov to the uh, Vegas management. I like to see that. That was cool. Well, you pinned it on Ottawa, but Vegas. It was Ottawa. No, it was Ottawa. Vegas knew he had a no trade clause. His contract says a 10 team no trade clause. They didn't get the list of teams from Ottawa. That's Vegas's responsibility. That's their contract. They need Vegas should contact somebody and figure out who's on the no trade clause before they shop them around or when they get the contract. And this but, is a weird thing. I, I was listening to the uh, the Chris Johnson show on SDPN, and they were talking about this whole situation. And apparently, the NHL doesn't keep track of like those lists, like the no trade lists. Like I, I don't want to go to the. They don't keep track of that. It's a contract it, thing. That's that's the responsibility of the teams and the agents. But why doesn't the NHL? Ha- I mean, it, that seems like a very simple thing just to have a copy of the no trade list and, you know, double check it when a trade comes through and say, okay, no, you can't do this. 
Because other, I mean, it would have saved the well, NHL a lot of time, would have saved a, Anaheim a lot of time. No trade Vegas. thing isn't instituted by the NHL. That's an agreement between the player and the team he's playing for. So it it doesn't really make sense for the NHL to keep track of that because they're in no way involved in that transaction. That's a agreement between the player and the team. And then when the team ships over the contract, that should be in the contract. That does so. make sense. That does make sense. Um, I, I did say that Ottawa, it was Ottawa's fault for not letting... I blame Vegas. Trashy, know, Ve- trashy Vegas. franchise anyway. <laughs> and, you know, this goes all the way back to how they treated Marc-Andre Fleury when Marc-Andre Fleury was traded for literally nothing. <laughs> and I, I can't believe you you trade the, the face of your franchise, a future Hall of Famer, the Vesna Trophy winner from the past year, for nothing, and you treat him like that, and he finds out through Twitter. That's how he finds out. Not through his agent, not through, you know, Vegas management or anything. He finds that out through Twitter. It's yep. just terrible. So, so, so. trashy franchise. Anyways, uh, we hadn't talked about that, but uh, good discussion there. Let's get into the game tonight because there's a lot of things we need to talk about. Um, kind of the semi-big... Headline, I guess, coming into tonight's game, it was Boston College versus Boston University and net. So two American-born guys, Dimco and Otter. Um, in the first three minutes, I didn't write much for the Stars, but I kind of put that Vancouver was controlling that the first three, four minutes. And about 16 and a half minutes remaining in the first, it was 2 nothing in shots for Vancouver. Um, 16 minutes remaining. Garland had a shot off uh, that was an easy one for Otter to handle. About 40 seconds later, Sagan to Harley. Horn went off, but no goal. And then they just stopped yeah. the play. That, that that was the weirdest thing that I had ever seen. Yeah, Have you ever seen this anything game like that? Terrible. They're awful. They, they stopped the play for literally everything. So, no. I haven't well, seen I'm, anything like that. <laughs> well, he it, waved it off I, immediately. The horn went off, and then they blew the whistle. Okay, everybody on the everybody on the ice well, knew. Did it they blow the whistle? I didn't hear it. He blew the whistle. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I missed that. I didn't hear it, but and, and it was just like everybody stopped when they when the horn went off, and I was like, it it. I mean, even in you know real time when it was first happening, you could easily see that it did not go in the net. It hit the top corner of the net and bounced out. So I don't know, but and that's anyway, the first that, chance that somehow didn't go in. <laughs> and that's the difference in the game. We'll get to more of these. Klingberg with a shot from the point. Uh, the Ben Rad PD line looked good early in the first period. Later on, not as good. Uh, Klingberg was a little rougher tonight on the defensive side of the game, and mm-hmm. noticed that more tonight. Uh, he had a giveaway in the slot. Uh, about fourteen and three quarters remaining in the thir- in the first. Um, fourteen minutes remaining. Hint steals one at the blue line. Pavelski has a shot. It was a great shot, but. Demko made a great save on that. Demko is uh, very good tonight. Yeah, I mean, he's really come he's good at hockey. Yeah, he's really <laughs> come into his own, and uh, he's one of those guys that's played just as much as Otter and Hellebuck. That was one of the charts, the stat charts that they brought up during the broadcast. So I think he had started twenty one since February tenth. I think was the date that they had looked at. So just insane that he's been able to play that much. Uh, 13 minutes remaining. The puck rattled around towards Demko, but, you know, not much going on there. Uh, then I wrote down uh, the American Airlines Center looked packed, which was which was really good. And I know it was a Saturday night and everything, but, I mean, it was, like, fully packed. What would you think? I mean, we sell out every weekend game, so we sell out almost every weekday game, too, so mm-hmm. <laughs> not surprising. Stars have been in the top ten in uh, in that category Percentage-wise, you know, uh, with attendance over the past five to ten years, they've been very good. And uh, and they say that hockey can't survive in the South. Um, they can't survive in Arizona. <laughs> I guess they can't survive <laughs> in the desert. Yeah, but that is that really the South's fault, or is that just because Arizona's poorly ran? Mm, they don't have a lot of fans either. So <laughs> you'd be surprised. I mean, that's where the arguably the best player in the NHL right now comes from. Austin Matthews. He comes from mm. Scottsdale, Arizona. So mm. just saying. Um, anyways, I actually wrote this down at this point. Vancouver looked better in the first three and a half minutes, this but the stars had looked better since. And at that point, 12 minutes remaining, there it was seven to three in shots for in, in Dallas's favor. 
Um, there was a lot of faceoffs in tonight's game. And I think that's why this game lasted forever. It was like three hours almost in this game. Uh, there was an otter stop on Rit a Richardson rebound from a huge point shot. It was a good stop by him. Uh, at 10 minutes remaining, uh, there was another clinger D-zone turnover. Uh, Rads was really good tonight getting opportunities but not burying them. Uh, this is the first of three that I would mention. He had a good chance in the slot off the rebound, and he was not able to elevate it. Uh, six and a half minutes remaining. The first line with some good ozone, uh, ozone time. But again, we didn't get any offense out of them. And when we don't get any offense out of that first line, we, we, lose. we lose every time. <laughs> uh, there was a bouncy puck that confuzzles Demko for a little bit. It looked like an innocent looking shot, but it kind of confused him a little bit. Uh, Pud Colson had a good shot on Otter. Otter made the good save. Uh, ben with two chances. He had to double clutch on the second chance, and it probably should have been a goal if he could have gotten it off cleanly. Yep, there's two. <laughs> and then two and a half minutes remaining. It was 13 to seven in Dallas's favor. And then again, with about a minute rema uh, remaining, this is the second time I'd mentioned his name, Radulov with another deflection chance. It was a drive by, it was off the rush. And that would end the first period. And I wrote down Stars were the better team overall in the first period, but they got to connect on more of their chances in the second. And boy, was I right about that. And boy, did it not happen. What'd you think? And we've talked about that all season is when we have a good first period. We have to take advantage, and we never do. <laughs> and it totally cost us tonight, obviously. With Even though we technically lost by three, we really lost by one. It so. was one. It was one. But we'll, we'll talk about that last play here when we get to it. But All right, we're in the second period. 18 and a half minutes. Suter with a bad D-zone turnover. Nothing came of it, thankfully. He kind of saved himself on that. Uh there was a two-on-one with Sagan and Robo. Sagan just couldn't make the pass. And uh, Travis Dermott, who recently was acquired from Toronto, uh, had a really good D-zone play. It was well, great, great D-zone play. What I'm wondering on that one is why is Sagan not shooting the puck? I mean, he the, the D guy was totally playing was totally playing uh, the pass. Oh, my gosh. He was totally playing the pass. Yeah. So take a wrist shot. You're Tyler Sagan. <laughs> like, you're, well, and, that's what you're supposed to be good at. And then all throughout the game... Shots from the two I saw was Sagan and Radulov. Their shots were terrible. I mean, Sagan shot it into the logo like twice at least, like mm -hmm. from point blank range. Not even not even possible to go in the net. So, like, think before you shoot the puck. I guess I I don't know, man. And Sagan's been better, uh, you know, since late November, early December. He's been consistently getting points, not at a high level. But he's still been consistently getting points, you know, like one every two games, something like that. Something, and he, I think he was on a four-game point streak. <laughs> he was he, he was on a four-game point streak at that point, uh, but it was broken in that game against Carolina when he didn't have a point. But the other thing that I wanted to point out with Sagan, I'm glad you you kind of stretched this out a little bit because Razor mentioned something about it, and I didn't actually think about this, but on the power play, I believe it was the second power play of the night. He he just he looks very hesitant is what Razor said, yeah. like he's not wanting to shoot the puck, and he's got a bomb. He's got a bomb like Garyanov does. I mean, not quite as large as Garyanov's, I would think, but still, he's got a great shot, and he's just not using it. Um, what's the deal with Sagan? Is it just a confidence thing? Because he's still getting points, so I, I'm not necessarily sure that's I mean, a confidence thing. He's getting maybe it's just a power play confidence thing. He's getting way fewer points than what he's paid to get. So now that is very that is definitely true. 100%. I would say he's not really getting points compared to the rest of his career. So I mean, I don't know. He he needs to shoot. I mean, the uh the Dallas Stars fan page on Facebook actually posted that Sagan needs to shoot more, like his shooting percentage is one of the highest on the team, and he just needs to shoot and he just refuses to. So I don't know it's it's idiotic <laughs> and another thing on the power play is why are we not taking those one-timers like used to if we had it on the top of the point we were we taking them tonight across we took we like were taking one we took we were, one gary on i've had at least two i don't think he had three but he had at least two but it's just not hitting the net that's the frustrating thing for me <laughs> they're just well, not hitting the net you can say that about the whole game <laughs> like <laughs> not hitting the net <laughs> the goalie true. in the chest that was it mm -hmm. so well, let's keep going because we're we're getting close to that 
to that power play section here. Uh, after that two-on-one by Sagan and Robo, there was a good D-zone play by Lindell. It stopped a possible breakaway, so that was good by Lindell. Uh, Pedersen had a good shot in the... Had a good shot in the slot. Sorry, I was getting ahead of myself. Otter made a good save on that. And at this point, I wrote, the Stars are looting, losing a lot of face-offs in the past two games. And I, I think we we ended tonight winning it. Winning 50-50. It was exactly 50-50. Okay, because I think at the towards the end of the third, we had like two or three more face-off wins than they did. But at that point, we were losing a lot of face-offs. And the thing is, is that for us to be successful in the power play, the only way we can get set up on the power play is we have to win that first face. Yeah, obviously. Oh and my gosh, I, I, another thing tonight, we're awful. Yeah, absolutely terrible. And I, I kind of wrote this too, because uh, I thought it was kind of funny. You remember when Sagan did the whole, it's good thing when it went into the net. Mm. Uh, Tyler Myers did the same thing tonight for Vancouver. So I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> Um, about 20 seconds later, 14 minutes and 50 seconds remaining, Garland hits the post, and somehow it does not go in for Tanner Pearson. I don't know how he didn't get that. But talk about missed opportunities for the Stars. Vancouver had some missed opportunities early in the in that Vancouver, second period. Vancouver had a couple, but the Stars literally had five open nets that they missed. <laughs> so, you, uh, while I'm while I'm uh, saying more stuff, you should go look at Owen Newkirk and see what he said about quality scoring chances on Twitter because I'd be interested to know that. Well, I got it pulled up on Natural Stat Trick. Oh, okay. Well, not Natural Stat Trick is better actually. So, um, anyways, while you're doing that, Dallas would get the first goal of the game, which I was excited about. Um, it was an Ozo turnover that was uh caused by Dallas, and it's been to Peterson, and it's backhand elevation. It goes in the net and. Everyone wonders why the heck was Peterson scratched in the last game? Why? And, and he he just he just continues what he was doing games before. Why is he taken out of the out of the game? I don't understand that. Stupidity. That would make it one nothing Dallas, and they would take uh, the lead. Uh, Pud Colson would uh, chuckle it to the front, and it almost made it behind Otter, and that was about literally twenty seconds after the Stars had taken the lead. Um, and then this wouldn't be the case, but at the time I wrote Hawk and Paw was having a really good game defensively, but that <laughs> would obviously him, change <laughs> that. I, I completely jinxed him. Um, and then I even wrote some good things about him. They mentioned that he was top five in D man hits in the NHL, which is good. And then he, and then he had stepped up in the top four, uh, defense role with Miro out. He still so, had a good game. He had one really stupid play, which led directly to a goal. <laughs> he had about two or three turnovers that I was just like, what are well, you doing, every, man? Everybody on the ice was turning over every single puck that they touched. So I saw that with, especially with Harley and especially with Klingberg. The yeah. only guy that I didn't see it do that I didn't see do it was Lindell and Suter. Now, what's funny is that I immediately jinxed him because the very next thing that I wrote, I was like, Ugh. 12 minutes remaining. Hawk and Paw has turned over a puck in D-Zone. <laughs> the very next thing that I wrote. Uh, five seconds later, there was a Vancouver deflection. Otter says no. It was a really good save by him. Uh, there was a lot of block shots and deflections out of play by the Stars tonight. And I thought they were playing well at that point, defensively making sure that uh, there weren't a lot of quality chances uh, towards Otter by Vancouver. Uh, 20 yeah. seconds later, 11 minutes. Nemestikov with a semi-chance. It it was kind of a chance, but not really. Uh, 10 minutes, 45 seconds. Harley bounces it off the boards, and Sagan with a chance to tuck it home, but he's not able to. Uh, eight minutes, Garland with a backhand. Otter had a save, and at that point, Vancouver was buzzing, and that particular line had been out there for a really long time, and I really thought they were going to score at that point, uh, but they didn't. Uh, Hunt... Uh, Vancouver had a chance, Otter with a save, and th again, that's where I put the Fox line had been out there for a really long time. Um, and then somehow, at the end of his shift, when he'd been out there for a really long time, Glendening had a semi-breakaway, and Demko makes a save, and Glendening is not able to take advantage of that opportunity. Shocker. The fourth line didn't score? Whoa. That's crazy. At the five-minute mark, I wrote, Vancouver spending a lot of time in the Dallas zone, and then finally, we would get the first power play of the game for Vancouver. It was on Hawk and Paw. So, of course, I'm thinking I really screwed this guy over. Um, and then it didn't take long. It took, a, I think, 16 seconds. 
Uh, at four minutes, 35 seconds, uh, Elias Pettersson scores from the high dot. So goes five hole in Otter, and I would think he would want that one back. Because uh, it... I don't ahead. know. I mean, he shot it really hard, and Otter was just coming over. It was just like the perfect spot. It was the he perfect was there. spot. He and the there. perfect timing. Well, whenever you're coming across, obviously your legs go apart because you're pushing off. And he was bringing them together, and it just went right through, right at the perfect time. So I don't know. I mean, I think yes, he should have that. But then again, it's a one timer from Pete, from Pedersen, so you can't blame him too much. Well, the, he he didn't elevate the shot, and I I know it was a hard shot, and Elias Pedersen does have a good shot, but I still think that Otter. Well, I would say Pedersen was going for the five hole. But... Really? Oh, yeah. When, when the goal is maybe, going maybe, across like maybe. that, like five hole is a good place to go. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, uh, when it comes to stats for the Stars and allowing power play goals, they had allowed at least one in the last seven of eight and in the last 11 of 16. So, you know, oh. we talked about for a while that the Stars... You know their power, their penalty kill started to look better, but that's obviously not the case right now. But a minute and a half later, Stars would get their first power play and do absolutely nothing with it. It was uh, Luke Shen. He get he would get two for an interference. And what was really frustrating tonight with the power play is they had some good power plays and some bad power plays, but throughout all of them, there were shorthanded chances that vancouver was getting and they were just allowing it to happen two on ones three on twos uh there was a there was a breakaway that jt miller had that should have never happened and I'll, I'll get to that here in a second but is that something that you noticed as well the more frustrating thing for me was that we couldn't even get in the zone that, like, that was the other thing i was we couldn't mention. cross the blue line and like it can't be that hard when you, you have an extra guy doing dump and chase you have an extra guy on every single puck battle and you can't win one like, that's egregious. So they need to do something different. I'm not sure what that something different is. If it's... What I've seen a lot is I know like what it a, is. It's Haskinen. <laughs> that's true. The NHL season has been packed with dirty dangles, hat tricks, and big wins. As the action rolls on, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has your shot to win big, too. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. A bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cast prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now Use promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NHL team, and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 years of age or older, restrictions apply. See show notes for details. <laughs> and speaking of which, he, uh, we should mention that Miro was on the ice for the morning skate this morning before the game so he stayed out there longer so that let everybody know that he probably was not going to play in the game but that means he's closer he's he's getting there so we'll see yeah and he's likely going on the road trip so thank goodness he's coming back sooner rather than later he probably won't play Is 20 he gonna minutes be a, he, on the first right. game but he's not going to be able to play much to start off well with. i mean hanley's playing no time so <laughs> He can at least play 13 minutes, I bet, and play better than Hanley does. And now that we're talking about defensemen, we should also mention that Thomas Harley was also in this game over Andre Sekera. So he didn't play great. He was okay. He had the really good rush it. chance at the beginning of the game that he that I wish he had scored, but it is what it but is. It's a miracle he didn't score. Yep. I mean, it it was a slam dunk that he clanked off the rim. I guess I don't know how basketball works. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Vancouver would kill that off, and then I wrote, Stars cannot enter the zone cleanly on the power play unless they win the faceoff. And then I wrote that the Vancouver uh, Canucks were the better team in the second period. So they were by far the, the better team in the second period. But going into the third period... Oh, you just came back. Oh, I did? Yeah. Stupid internet. <laughs> 
I'm really gonna have to get this figured out or something. Yep. Uh, anyways, it would be tied going into the second intermission, one to one by uh Peterson and also by Peterson. Try and say that five times fast. Peterson, 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 Peterson. Anyways, uh, what did you think of the play in the second period? I wrote that Vancouver was the better team. Yeah, Vancouver was was better. Um, yeah, we, we were pretty much lucky that we went there tied. I didn't think Vancouver had a ton of great chances, but, I mean, we did nothing with the puck. So mm-hmm. I'm surprised that we scored the goal in this period. Like, this was the period that we had the least amount of chances. So... First thing I wrote for the third as it was getting started, stars need a better period. That's literally <laughs> all I put because that second period was very bad. And then literally as soon as I wrote that down, Pavelski is back in the defensive zone, you know, defending. He's acting as a defenseman. He screamed daughter. The puck ramps off his stick and Pedersen scores his second of the game. Two to one Vancouver. What did you think about that shot? It didn't ramp off his stick. If you look at it, it it's just a perfect shot. He went bar down on him. Perfect screen, bar down, great shot. Elias Pettersson, good hockey player. Super annoying. <laughs> I mean, he, you can't stop that. It went right by his ear and went bar down. There's nothing you can do about that. Well, you can not have Pavelski be the defenseman, but... <laughs> yep, and, well, I I did not notice that. That was just something that I think... I think it was Razor that said it, maybe? I think it might have been Razor that, that said it might have ramped off his stick. Yeah, on the super slow-mo, you saw yeah. it, it was just clean bar down. Mm-hmm. Uh, 18 minutes, 15 seconds remaining. Nemesikov had a chance. I thought he's been okay the past couple of games. He hasn't been amazing. He hasn't been, you know, unnoticeable. He's done some things that have been pretty good. I like the nastiness in the first game that he played against mm-hmm. the Canes. But he's also uh, scrappiness on puck battles and especially on forecheck too, which I like, so... He kind of reminds me with a little bit less energy that Student Each has. So maybe I'd like to see Student Each and Nemestikov together, and maybe that'd be like a a uh, an energy line or something. Maybe they can be on the fourth line instead of our current fourth line. Uh, eight, 18 minutes remaining, Lam- uh, Lamico would get a tripping penalty. Stars would go on the power play for the second time. Gary would get a shot, and again, there's another two-on-one odd man rush. Shorthanded for Vancouver, Ottawa would make the save to keep them in the game. Uh, sixteen forty-five. Ben would have a backhand shot, and Dimko actually absolutely stoned him. That was a and you know speaking of another player that had a bunch of opportunities tonight, Ben had at least three or four opportunities tonight and did not bury them. So Vancouver would kill the penalty. Fifteen minutes, forty seconds remaining. Put Colson to chase on. Uh, former Dallas Stars second round pick Alex Chayshon, he would hit the post, and that's when I'm like, I don't think we're coming back in that in this game when he hits that post. I still thought we were. Uh, I I only stopped believing after we missed the after Lindell missed the wide open net. <laughs> it would go to break, and the very first thing they would talk about is comeback victories in the third period, and that surprised me. Stars are tied for third with the most comeback victories in the NHL which yep. is very different compared to last year. Very much different. Yep. yep. That and overtime wins completely mm-hmm. flip-flopped. <laughs> and the two teams above us were Florida, the best team in the in the East, and Colorado, the best team in the West. So uh, very surprising to see the Stars up there. Anyways, uh, 14 and a half minutes remaining. Lindell with a really big hit on Lockwood. 13 and a half remaining. Rads would get another shot off of the rush and another opportunity uh rads would take a penalty it was holding the stick i thought that was a really stupid call that was uh, ridiculous i tyler myers raised his hand like what the heck man and then yeah. they then they called it as soon as he did that and yeah, I was they like, got they really? got a power play for dropping their own stick so right. i don't know how that works out but anyways uh that was the second power play for vancouver i wrote there was a lot of zone time for vancouver and they were swarming there was a lot of opportunities for uh, vancouver and and we were doing decent defensively, but no. I'm so tired of you did. You, okay. So you disagree with that? So. What do you, they were all you over the place. I mean, they had a lot of wide open shooting lanes. They just didn't take cause they were trying to be too fine. I think they sh- should have easily scored on that power play. I thought it was bad. Like, especially whenever they got the puck to the point, we almost never had a forward in the shooting lane. They could have had five one timers and that set. 
Well, at the end of that penalty, the Stars would kill it, and towards the end of that power or that penalty kill for the Stars, Lindell would take the puck out. Puck out of. Oh my gosh, Ryan, speak words. Lindell would take the puck away from the Vancouver Canucks. He kind of, he kind of like saw that, that a pass was coming and took it, and he would get a shorthanded shot, but not much there again. And Demko would make the save. Uh, less than 10 minutes remaining. The first line would force Vancouver to take a penalty. It was the Stars' third power play of the game. And then I wrote, Vancouver has the worst penalty kill in the NHL. Because I was kind of thinking, you know, with the whole Hawk and Paw thing, and I kind of, you know, jinxed him on that. I was kind of hoping that Vancouver, I would jinx them on it, you know, since they had been two for two <laughs> on the penalty kill at that point. It did not work. Uh, Demko had an amazing save on Lindell. Stars hit the post. Lindell, that that's the difference in the game for me, yeah. if you ask me. He needs to bury that. The Stars have I, had like three of those where it's literally a wide open net and they find a way to miss. That's Ro- I'm thinking of Robo. You remember that one chance Robo, Robo had? Ben had one in the middle of the crease. Sagan. The other one. Oh, no, you remember the, the, the game I lost my mind on when Sagan was right in the front of the net and it he was literally like two feet in front of the goalie and it went over the net? But the goalie was there, at least. <laughs> the other two, there was no goalie. The Lindell sure. one, there was no goalie. We've missed three literally wide-open nets, is what I'm saying. Not, like, great scoring chances. These are literally wide-open nets, and mm-hmm. we can't hit the giant box. If you can't do that... <laughs> giant box. <laughs> you can't do that with your stick and the puck? Like, how are you in the NHL? <laughs> and he had time, too. He yeah, had all the time did. in the world and just clanked it it was off the outside of the post too not even the inside of the post yeah and and that's the difference in the game uh i mean it was a complete scramble mess by vancouver's defense at that point even after the penalty uh expired and they were back to five on five the stars were like hemming them in their zone and really at that point that's when i was like okay this game is like really really over well, and the stars felt that way too because there was nothing after they that. They didn't there do anything no after that. And I'm going to skip ahead because I don't even want to talk about in between this and the six on five. The Good six point. on five starts, and the first line is not on the ice. We played the second it. line. We had Gurionov, Sagan, and a new guy, Nemesnikov, on the ice instead of our number one line, who is one of the best lines in the league. And really, the only I mean, line that stupid. consistently gets us offense. It's just it's just flat out dumb. It's a terrible decision. I I know there's a full two minutes left, but you you got a timeout. There's gonna be a stoppage in play for them to get a rest. You have to play your best players. It's it's not it's not their fault that you managed the game poorly. So yeah, that's another coaching error that I think is ridiculous. And I'll I'll mention the other one that I'm thinking about. The fact that student each is taken out is ridiculous. Student Each is someone who you can put on the fourth line, and he would be great on the fourth line. That speed on the fourth line would be crazy. And nope, we're just going to leave that fourth line on there. They're going to do nothing. Was Radulov on the fourth line tonight, or was he on the third line? Radulov was on the third line with Ben. I would rather take Radulov out and put Student Each in. I don't care, because especially after that last game, I've said it like three billion times now, but he, after that game, he could have cost his team the game. He, he has not, I mean, he had three chances tonight and did not bury it. Three chances, did not bury it. This is a guy that needs some time to go up to the press box and just watch. I, I think he needs to get his mind cleared. He has, I understand he's 36. He's not the same Alexander Rodriguez that he once was when he was that dominating line with Ben and Sagan. But, man... I mean, student each, we could use that speed over Radulov. I mean, Radulov can't bury anything to save his life right now. How many goals does he have? Three or four? Four, I think. Four. And he gets six million dollars. And I, I know it's 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 at the at the end of a five year contract where the first three years he was pretty good and had like seventy plus points in those seasons. But still, man. You know, student each has impressed over the the last couple of weeks, and when he's gotten into the lineup for the first time, I really think that Radulov well, needs to come way, out and you put student each in. Even if you don't take Radulov out and he's playing fine or whatever, which he's not, I agree with you. But even if that's true, student each is better than anyone on the fourth line right now. 
Like, and especially Raffle. Like, why is Raffle in over Stu Nietzsche ever? That's a t- that's just terrible. That line is they useless. get so it's many useless. they get so many chances and they don't bury any other chances. They don't get so Glenn many chances. Denning, they get odd breakaways because no one takes them seriously, and then they just don't score on them. And people are like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. We didn't take them seriously because they're not to be taken seriously because they're not good at hockey. <laughs> I like so, Glendinning because he's got speed, and I'd like to see not really. him. He is not that fast. I think he's. I think he's very fast. Mm. Uh, but Stu if you're going to take, fast. yeah, no, I agree. I agree with that. Student each has some speed, but if you can have Glendinning and student student each on the same line together, that gets you a little bit of speed on the fourth line. I'd like to see that. Yeah, I'm um, saying anything though, like. Especially Foxa, like everyone's expecting him to have a bounce year. back year this year, and it's been literally the opposite. I mean, last year was terrible, and this year is not any better. Like it's really not. It's probably worse. And he got a new contract at the beginning of this year, right? For like three million, I believe so. A little yeah, over three million. I want to look that up real quick. So I, th- I think it was like it, it was between three to five years for like three point two million ish, something like that. And he either signed that this year or the year before. So he has not had a good year. Ah, look at me. That's crazy. We're paying a fourth-line center who doesn't do anything $3 million. I don't think he doesn't do nothing, but he's had a rough year. He has some awful stats. Okay. (laughs) Hit me with him. All right. The stats this year. Why are you showing me this? All right, this year he has three goals and 11 assists and a minus 19. That's bad, especially for a guy that says he's a checking line center. Yeah. So that's garbage. What about for, do you have his career stats in front of you? Can you look at some of his, uh, like from years past, what his his plus minus was? Yeah, so... And and, and again, see. you know, we, you and I both, I should mention this too. You and I both hate plus minus in general. But when it comes to somebody like this, who is known as a checking line forward, like that's what he's known for is his defense. He's He has to have a good plus minus. That has to be the case. Since the 2018-2019 season, he has not been in the positive. He has two seasons in the positive. His first year in 2015-2016, he was plus nine. Uh, two years after, in 2017-2019, he was plus 21. That was the season he scored 17 goals. Um, Yeah. And that seems it. to be a complete after- afterthought. I can't believe that he scored 17 goals. Well, that's when we were still hoping and expecting him to be a second-line Maybe second-line. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, no. And we still gave him an increase in pay. <laughs> yeah. And it's well, a five year too. So, so I was right. I thought I th- I wanted to say three, but I was like, I think it's more than that. Uh, any anyways, just to finish it off, Bo Horvat hits the empty net. We already talked about that. Six on five. After the stars a terrible six suck. on five. Awful. The stars are they absolutely suck at six on five this year in in both sides, defense and offense. Um, whether they have have the lead or they're trying to get a a tying goal, either way. Yep. So. And then just just to put a nail in the coffin and make it look worse, uh, Miller with a rebound off of a Luke Shen point shot. There were four Dallas Stars players in the corner. It's like okay. I, I I know you I know you just <laughs> lost the game, but come on, really four players in the corner. That's why that happened. And Vancouver Whatever. would make the score look worse. Four to one, they win. So yeah, just a terrible hockey game. I'll end it with what I started with. Gave away the two points that we won the other night. That's truly awful. Um, do you have anything you want to say about the game before I move on? Do you want to talk? Do your biggest winner, or biggest loser? Oh yeah, we'll do biggest winner, biggest loser. Uh, biggest have- winner, Elias Pettersson. That guy's crazy good at hockey. Oh my gosh, and he's so fun to watch. That is so. Got a cool. good shot. Got a really good shot. Absolutely, he's crazy. Biggest loser? Oh, I'm doing both. I thought you you don't got a biggest winner. I, I have both. I have both. Yeah. Okay, I'll go biggest loser. Uh, biggest loser is Rick Bones. <laughs> I mean, for are the we, reasons I already talked about. 
There's no point in talking about it, so we're not going to talk about it because it's not yeah. going to happen, especially yeah, at this man. point in the season. So, it, bro, if he gets if he gets resigned this off season, I'm literally going to lose my mind. I'm not even kidding. Riot. Anyways, my oh, biggest no. went. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Eric just totally caught me. The biggest loser is obviously Essa Lindell. <laughs> I was about to say that was yeah, that was gonna be my biggest loser in tonight's game was Essa Lindell. So Eric, you are correct. Essa was my biggest it was my biggest loser in tonight's game. I can't believe I forgot uh, about that. I will I will not just put him as the biggest loser, but I will put all the players that had a lot of extra chances tonight. Ben was a big loser. He had at least three or four chances. Radulov had three chances he was a big loser, but the biggest loser of all of them was Essa Lindell just because he missed the open net. Uh, and, and I didn't have any problems with him defensively. He, like he always does. He does very well, very solid defensively, but man, you, I mean, so you Help gotta bury that bit, man. dude. <laughs> bury that puck. Net. Bury oh, it. Yes. But, and then my, my biggest winner tonight is Thatcher Demko, in my opinion. Yep. He kept, especially in the first period, he kept the Vancouver Canucks in that game. And that's exactly what you need from your goalie when you're on the road in a game like this. Yeah, you this, you really need him to be your best player in the first period to kind of quiet. Yeah. And, and I mean, this was a playoff. This is a playoff style game, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. these are two teams who are fighting for their playoff lives at this point. Dallas has a little bit more. Be- has it, well, I should say it like this: has a better opportunity to make the playoffs than Vancouver does. Vancouver's the math is very much against them right now, but they took care of what they could control tonight, which was to be the Dallas Stars, and they did, and they did not give them a point in overtime either. So that's yep. another positive they could look at uh, if you're the Vancouver Canucks. But yep. the in in general, to wrap up the game tonight, biggest thing is missed opportunity, missed chances. Yeah. So. That's, Looking that's ahead, though, chance. moving along from this horribleness, the Stars are going to be playing a lot of bad teams. I think eight of their next nine, or is it seven of their next eight, are against seven teams of the that next, are not in the playoffs. Seven of the next eight, I believe. Yeah, so the next two games are both against Anaheim, both in Anaheim. Okay, whoever scheduled that. Uh, it's on Tuesday and Thursday, both at 9 p.m. Gotta love it. Um. And then after that, we have San Jose. Those Seattle. three are must wins. Seattle, you have to win. New York is charging up pretty well. So you would you would think they'd want redemption from that last game, though. They should Absolutely. they should have played better against New York. Toronto's gonna beat us again. Another <laughs> another redemption game where we. I would just want to at least see them play better against Toronto. I, I would mark that one as an L. That's fine, but I want to see them play better. Yep. And like to, have... like tonight, t- tonight it's frustrating that we lost, but they they still played well. They just didn't bury their chances. We that's, played better that's than the frustrating. Thing. We played better than we played against the Canes, and we lost. Way better, way better. Yeah. And then we have New Jersey and Chicago to finish out that little set that I'm describing. Mm-hmm. And you you have to win those to give yourself the buffer space. Um, it, it's not horrible going down the stretch. We still have a decent amount of teams that are need to wins. But we do have we got Tampa Bay, Minnesota. You have Edmonton who could be fighting for their lives. Calgary and Vegas at the end who could also be fighting for their lives. So if we want to get into the playoffs, we better get comfortable in these next couple of games and get solidly in that second spot because it could get lost quick at the end of the season, especially with a lot of two back to backs in that second set that I described. Yeah. And very little rest. The whole month of April, we have one back-to-back day of rest. Yeah, so this is the this upcoming two two day off is their last time they get two days off until April twenty fourth and twenty fifth. So uh, it's either game day off, game day off, game day off, or game game day off, game day off, whatever, until those two days, twenty fourth and twenty fifth of April. So we'll see what the stars can do. We'll hope that they can. Uh, Pull out a couple of wins against Anaheim next week. Uh, the the preacher at our congregation is a huge Ducks fan, so he's originally from California. So we'll see how all that goes. But a uh, couple of announcements that I wanted to make. 
is first off, we just released our first phase of our merchandise. If you want to order some merchandise, you can go to StarcasticerMarksShop.com and look at the merchandising options that we have there. We've got some, uh, we got a water bottle, there's a coffee mug on there, lots of uh, clothing apparels, and even a backpack, which is kind of cool. Oh, so, yeah. any, so if you want to go check that out, we'd appreciate that. That directly supports our podcast. And then uh, second thing, the game on Tuesday against Anaheim, I will be going live and doing a watch along on the Hockey Podcast Network YouTube channel. So if you want to join along with me, stay up late with me on that night. Love to see you there. The game will start at 9, so we'll probably start the live stream around 8.45, maybe 8.50. And uh, I'll be on uh, online for about two and a half hours, and then we'll be right back here with you guys with a uh, eight, an AGR right after that game as well. So uh, I'm going to be on camera for a long time on Tuesday. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see how that goes. But uh, Chris, you got anything else? That's it. I'm done, So When are you going to Nationals? When is that? Next week? Uh, the first week of April. First so week of April. It'll be the 3rd through uh, the 10th. So All right. I, I could potentially miss like five games. But Yeah, that would be insane. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> But, all right, I think that's going to do it for us tonight. Um, along with Chris, uh, my name is Ryan. This is Starcastic Marks, the after-game review for Game 63. Stars lose this game by a final score of 4-1, to one, but really it was 2-1. to one. Who, who cares? They, they lost. But two points <laughs> that we, we could have had to tie it up with the bow. Got to get those scoring chances and bury them. Thank you again to DraftKings for sponsoring us. Use the promo code THPN the next time you go and use their app or their website. We'd appreciate if you go and do that. Thank you guys for tuning in and for listening to this whenever you do, whether it's afternoon, evening, morning, whenever. And we'll catch you on the flip side. See you guys later. Bye.